Welcome to the Matt Watch That Podcast, the place for reviews, rants, and randomness. I'm your host, Matt Sarosky, filmmaker, film fan. Each episode, I'm going to watch a movie or TV pilot that I probably should have seen but never got around to. It could be a recent favorite, critic's choice, or cult classic. Everyone can join in on the fun. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, at Matt Sarosky. You can subscribe to my YouTube page where I'll post videos and clips from the show. If you have any opinions on what I've discussed or suggestions as to what I should see next, use the hashtag MattWatchThat on social. Before we start, I wanted to kick off June by celebrating Pride Month, featuring movies, series, and performers who are part of the LGBTQA community. It's commemorated in this month to honor the Stonewall Uprising on June 28, 1969 in Manhattan. A year later, the first Pride Parades occurred in New York, Los Angeles, San Francisco, and Chicago, and continue to this very day in support of the advancement of LGBTQA equality. On to the main attraction. Each review will end with a ranking out of five stars. One star is Skip It. Two stars Watch at Your Own Risk. Three stars Standard Fare. Four stars Worth Checking Out. And five stars Must See. Now, if I give a title five stars, it doesn't mean I'm comparing it to Casablanca, Jaws, or Seinfeld. I rank titles based on other movies or TV series in that genre and at that time period. So let's jump into it. These are my ruminations and observations of the movie Fame from 1980. So how'd I miss it? I do remember watching the television series Fame, but just never got around to watching the actual movie. It's as simple as that. The film was directed by Alan Parker, who helmed Midnight Express, Mississippi Burning, Evita, and my personal favorite of his, Pink Floyd, The Wall. What a masterpiece that is. I have to be in a certain mood to watch it, but it's pure genius. The screenplay was written by Christopher Gore. Outside of a TV movie, Fairies, fame was his only credit, which he would receive an Oscar nomination for Best Writing, screenplay written directly for the screen. This is something to look out for. While many of the actors are unknown or early in their careers, you will spot some familiar faces, including Anne Mira, part of the comedy duo Stiller and Mira with her husband Jerry, Richard Belzer, actor and stand-up comedian, Debbie Allen, actor, director, producer, choreographer, and dancer, and Meg Tilly, actor and novelist. Fame starts at the High School of Performing Arts, a prestigious academy in New York City, There are three departments, drama, music, and dance, which are holding auditions for new students. We meet a group of young artists from different backgrounds and cultures with varying degrees of personality. Some outgoing and bold, others more reserved. But only a chosen few are accepted into the programs. After an impromptu musical number, Montgomery McNeil strikes up a conversation with Doris Finsecker. They're both in the drama department. He's a talkative type, but socially awkward, son of a famous actress who spends most of her time on the road, and he spends most of his time with his analyst, Dr. Goldwyn. 
He confesses that he has problems with women. She's very reserved and fears her ordinary personality is too subdued to be an actor, but she has a passion for it. Montgomery McNeil is portrayed by Paul McCrane, best known for his roles in television shows ER, 24, All Rise, and won a Primetime Emmy Award for Outstanding Guest Actor in a Drama Series for Harry's Law. But he should have been nominated for his portrayal of Leonard Betts in The X-Files. Very memorable episode because of his performance. Doris Finsecker is played by Maureen Teef, who is in 1941, Supergirl, and one of the best, worst sequels ever, Grease 2 where she sang the song, Do It For Our Country, and it means exactly what you think it does. Coco Hernandez is an exceptional talent and was accepted into all three programs at the High School of Performing Arts. She tries to convince music student Bruno Martelli to collaborate on getting steady shows at summer trade, tea dances, weddings, and bar mitzvahs to earn money. She'll do all the legwork, and they'll split the profits. He initially rejects the offer because he doesn't like working with others. Coco Hernandez is performed by Irene Cara, who appeared in Aaron Loves Angela, Sparkle, and Sister Sister. She would sing the theme song to fame. She also co-wrote and sang Flashdance, What a Feeling, which spent six weeks at number one on the Billboard Hot 100. Bruno Martelli is acted by Lee Carreri, who would reprise the role on the famed television series. In the 90s, he would transition to music, not surprisingly. He did compositions for TV and movies, as well as worked in the sound department as audio engineer, sound designer, and editor. Leroy Johnson initially went to the audition in support of his dance partner, Shirley Mulholland, but the teachers were taken by his abilities and he was accepted into the program. While he excels in his performance classes, he's falling behind on his homework and storms out of English period when the teacher asks him to read. Leroy Johnson is played by Gene Anthony Ray, who would also go on to star in the television series Fame. The rest of the movie follows the trials and tribulations of the students as they work their way from freshman year to senior graduation. Here's a quote without context. I'm about as flamboyant as a bagel. I genuinely liked Fame. I think what the movie does best is accurately portray the amount of effort that performers go through to perfect their craft. Yes, there's a lot of glitz and glamour associated with Hollywood, but what tends to get overlooked is the determination and dedication. You don't become famous without talent, unless you're a Kardashian. Oh, that's such an easy joke. I'm ashamed. Hey, I'm fine with people making money however they can, and that's why we have OnlyFans. It's tough to summarize the movie because so much of it was intercut, which brings me to the part I was most impressed by, the editing. There were many scenes that could have been snooze fests, where the professors are explaining the curriculum, but was edited in such a way that there was overlap and it really kept your interest. But it makes it tough to find a narrative. A good chunk of the movie is just watching these students learn and develop their skills, which could be boring to some people, but I didn't mind it. My favorite sequence in the film is Hot Lunch, when the students are in the cafeteria and little by little each musician adds a beat until it crescendos and becomes a full-fledged dance number. That had to be a fun day of shooting. Now, I promised I would keep this criticism to a minimum, but there was a lot of time spent during the audition process mixed in with B-roll footage of actors acting, dancers dancing, and musicians musicianing. A lot of fluff. It does take a little bit to find its footing, and at a runtime of 2 hours 13 minutes, it could have been trimmed down. I would have appreciated it. But it's an artsy movie, so I understand the need to show the students' talents. Now for a little trivial trivia. 
The school is based on the real-life Fiorello LaGuardia High School of Music and Art and Performing Arts in Manhattan. The cinematography was captured by Michael Saracen, whose filmography includes Bugsy Malone, Mercury Rising, Angela's Ashes, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, and Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, my favorite in the series. It was edited by Jerry Hambling, who was nominated for Best Film Editing Academy Awards for Midnight Express, Mississippi Burning, The Commitments, In the Name of the Father, Evita, and this movie. The score was composed by Michael Gore, who composed the music for Terms of Endearment, Pretty in Pink, and Footloose. The soundtrack featured songs by Linda Clifford, Paul McCrane, Barry Miller, and most notably the theme song Fame by Irene Cara, which reached number four on the Billboard Hot 100. The runtime is 2 hours 13 minutes. It had a budget of $8.5 million and grossed $42 million at the box office. It was nominated for six Oscars at the 1981 Academy Awards. It had a spin-off television series, which aired for six seasons, 136 episodes. It also spawned a remake in 2009, starring Kelsey Grammer, B.B. Newirth, Megan Mullally, and Kay Panabaker. I give it three and three-fourths out of five stars. Yeah. If you've seen Fame and have opinions on the movie, let me know what you think using the hashtag MattWatchThat. Moving right along. Each episode, I'm going to post clips that I think people should watch. It could be movie trailers, music videos, interviews, or something completely random. Search for my YouTube page and there will be a playlist called Matt Watch That Playback. Melissa Etheridge is a singer-songwriter from Leavenworth, Kansas, who has sold upwards of 25 million records over a 30-year career. Her breakthrough album, called Yes I Am, was released in 1993 and featured the pop ballad Come to My Window, which peaked at 25 on the Billboard Hot 100, surprisingly since it's her signature song. The title was thought to be in reference to her coming out in 1993 during the first presidential inauguration of Bill Clinton, but it was simply named after one of the songs on her album, Yes I Am. In 1995, she released Your Little Secret, which is my favorite album of hers. It features the hit singles Your Little Secret, I Want to Come Over, and Nowhere to Go. I can listen to that album from beginning to end. There are no weak songs. The mix is great. Peak songwriting skills here. This was followed by Breakdown in 1999 and Skin in 2001, which feature background vocals by Meg Ryan and Laura Dern. She's released nine additional albums, with the most recent being 2021's One Way Out. Out of all of her hits, my favorite is probably Like the Way I Do, from her debut album in 1988. Her 12-string guitar has never sounded better, and the bass part played by Kevin McCormick is so much fun to play. One of the first that I learned. Melissa Etheridge has won two Grammy Awards for Best Rock Vocal Performance Female for 1993's Ain't I Heavy and 1995's Come to My Window. In 2011, she received a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. I've picked a couple of songs to post, and they're all available in the Matt Watch That Playback playlist on YouTube. Check it out. Now it's time for the recommendation. Yes, that's the word recommendation with Matt in the middle. I'm going to end each podcast with my own recommendation of a movie or TV series. Today I'm talking about Pose, co-created by Ryan Murphy and Brad Falchuk, who worked on Glee, American Horror Story, and Nip Tuck together, and Stephen Canales, who produced, directed, and wrote episodes of the series. 
The show is about the drag ball culture scene in New York City in the 1980s and 90s, which is a scene I'd never heard of before and was fascinated to learn about. It addresses many of the issues that members of the LGBTQA community have had to endure, including prejudice, acceptance, and the AIDS pandemic. It has a diverse cast of talented actors, including Michaela J., Dominique Jackson, India Moore, Angel Bismarck Curiel, Billy Porter, Haley Sahar, Jason A. Rodriguez, Evan Peters, and Jeremy McLean. I wanted to take a moment to give props to FX, not special effects, the channel, FX. For a while, that was a fledgling network which mostly showed reruns of Fox series, but it found a niche audience when it gave a platform to off-the-beaten-path series that pushed the envelope, like S.H.I.E.L.D., Nip Tuck, Rescue Me, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Sons of Anarchy, Justified, American Horror Story, Snowfall, and Atlanta. It's a really strong show, the acting is so believable, the storylines are pretty dramatic, so buckle in. Pose was on for three seasons, 26 episodes from 2018 to 2021. It's been nominated for over 142 industry awards and won four primetime Emmys for Outstanding Contemporary Hairstyling, Makeup, and Costumes, and Outstanding Lead Actor in a Drama Series for Billy Porter. That's all for this edition of Matt Watch That. Thanks for listening to me babble. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Matt Sarosky. You can subscribe to my YouTube page where I'll post videos and clips from the show. If you have any opinions on what I've discussed or suggestions as to what movie or TV pilot I should see, use the hashtag MattWatchThat on social. Head over to MattSarosky.com for the latest news and updates, and come back next time for all the reviews, rants, and randomness. Melissa Etheridge is a singer-songwriter from Leavenworth, Kansas, who has sold upwards of 25 million records over a 35-year career. Oop, I just aged her. The film was directed by Alan Parker, who helmed Midnight Express, Mrs. The show is about the drag ball culture scene in New York City in the 90s. Ugh. Whenever I do anything about New York, just my accent comes out so strong. <laughs> That sounds stupid. <laughs>